What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Lakers Outsiders Podcast. I am Donnie McHenry, joined as always by Walt, fellow blogger on the site. Walt, how you doing this evening? Man, you know I'm good, man. Just uh, watching a little shooty hoop. Chilling out on a Monday evening, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. Uh, I say all right and not good because we're here to talk about the Lakers. Uh, Partly. This episode is mostly dedicated to our uh, winning time episode two recap, which we will get to. Uh, But first, Walt was, I asked Walt permission for this since we are here to talk about uh, a good show and not a bad basketball team. Uh, but I asked Walt to oblige me and uh, discuss some comments that came Sunday night before and after the Lakers loss to the Suns, which you call it a loss. We're going to get into <laughs> that's being generous. That's man. it. That's, that's being very generous. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we're not going to discuss that game too much, I don't think, but I wanted to talk about some comments from AD before the game and then, uh, Devin Booker's responding comments, uh, after the game. So let me see, let me go ahead and read these quotes first. Uh, Anthony Davis was talking about, um, they gave like a little update on his, um, return from injury. He, today we're recording this on a Monday episode released on a Tuesday. He is getting in some on-court shooting today. Uh, No full contact or anything like that, but definitely a good sign for him returning soon. So he had a little media availability before the Lakers and Suns game on Sunday. And he was asked if the groin injury was the main, uh, the groin injury during the 2021 playoffs, if that injury was the main reason the Lakers didn't beat the Suns in the playoffs. Anthony Davis said, it was. We know that. They know that. They got away with one. Okay, so obviously the Suns, including Devin Booker, were not happy about that. Uh, After the game, Booker was asked if he saw it. He laughed, said, yeah. Uh, And then he went on to say this quote. It's it's just all the ifs. If (laughs) if ifs was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. If my auntie, sorry, auntie, right? Auntie had something between her legs. She'd be my uncle. There's a lot of ifs. (laughs) That, and that's a bar. I'm not. This is not part of the quote. That's a bar. I told Walt earlier today. That's a great line. I'm going to steal it. There's a lot of ifs in this game, and look at history along the lines. There's something that comes up for every team every season. Instead of taking the high road and going, you have to make a comment like that. It's kind of funny. Uh, I thought all that was very interesting, considering I don't really know of any other previous bad blood between them, but they're both Kentucky boys. Um, both played for Kentucky, have that type of brotherhood between them two. But obviously, Booker's not happy about that. And I don't really blame him. I don't really blame AD for thinking that. But before I continue in my thoughts, uh, Walt, did you want to comment on that at all before I kind of rant off? Yeah, I thought it was just like a one-off comment, like just shooting the shit in media and whatnot. I didn't really think it was a big deal. Um, But in the context of the Lakers kind of being in the dirt right now, uh, you know, you just have to, I guess, read the room a bit more. Um, but I mean, also, if that's his honest opinion, that's his un- honest opinion. You know what I mean? So you, you just got to respect it at the end of the day. And I mean, it's irrelevant now because <laughs> Phoenix is top of the top of the Western Conference, arguably the best team in the league. And we're uh, very much in the bottom of the Western Conference. 
Um, not quite the worst team in the league, but in my heart, the worst team in the league. So, uh, I mean, that, that's how I feel about it, bro. But um, what about you? What you think? Yeah, I'm a little bit. Take more, a deep uh, breath, man. Was, Take a, get you a swig of pretty, water. Man, this is gonna be my second. This is gonna be my second Lakers rant. You've heard from me in the past 24 hours, which is sad because I hate to rant about the Lakers. Oh, let not, me sit up. They're not really Clean my ears. They're not really worth my energy. But <laughs> I mean, immediately when I saw it, so I'm looking at this quote or this uh, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis's quote was tweeted by ESPN's Dave McMenamin at 6:51 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and what that game started at 8 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So right when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that every single Suns player on that team is getting a hold of that quote before the game time. Mm-hmm. They might not. They might be in the like listening to coach talk or whatever. They're going to find out about that quote. And as mm-hmm. Booker confirmed, he did find out about that quote, which means the entire team did. So right away, I was like, "Oh, great! Like, good job, AD." You're go ahead and give bulletin board material to the team that hates your guts and does not need <laughs> any more bulletin board material than they already got in the back of their minds. Um, but, you know, I'm not even here to comment on whether or not the Lakers would have won that playoff series if Davis was healthy. Uh, I am of, I do lean towards the Lakers definitely would have won that series if he was fully healthy that entire time. They're up 2-1 uh, when he went down at around halftime of the next game. Mm-hmm. But whatever, that's beside the point. I'm just here to talk about them, the Lakers, AD included, just continually basically putting a middle finger up to the basketball gods every single second that they do anything. It just blows my mind. Like, like I said, I think it's a pretty credible argument for a fan, me or others to say that the Lakers would have won if they were healthy. Um, I think that's, you know, I don't like to give the Suns credit ever. And I know you don't either, but I think that's a little dismissive towards the performances from some of the Suns player uh, players in that series um, campaign playing out of his mind. Crowder boss man, 99 whom we know and love <laughs> boss man was playing really well. Boss man was playing really well. Um, and that's also dismissive of Chris Paul's injury, which, you know, as a fan, I uh, have a little questions about sometimes. But he said he couldn't raise his arm above his shoulders uh, a month or so ago. Okay, I'm going to take him at his word. So, you know, Chris Paul was able to play through that. Easier to play through a shoulder injury than it is through a groin injury that you can't walk through. Again, that's fine from a fan's perspective. We can discuss these hypothetical hypotheticals all day, every day. That's all we do as fans. But for AD to say, not only does he and the rest of the Lakers know that they should have beat them, and honestly, that's fine, like whatever. But it gets a little disrespectful in my in my mind when you say, "Yeah," and they know that too. Like, oh, the Suns know that too. Like, come on, come on, Suns, you know, you know, like, like, and like you said. There's really like, you got no room to talk right now, AD. No one on the Lakers should be doing any sort of, <laughs> like, it's not even really trash. T- it's not even really trash talk what AD said, but like, it kind of is to be like, yeah, they know that. And uh, no one's released video of him saying this. Uh, it's really just that um, 
the quote that Dave McMenamin uh, reported, there's no like video of him saying it. And I was kind of interested to see him, the video of him saying that, because maybe he's just kind of like joking around and whatever. But that's not the case. It's just a quote. And like I said, the Suns all saw that. Um, but uh, and, and here we go. Pun intended. Like I said, what leg does AD or them or the Lakers <laughs> have to stand on? <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, that was that was an intended pun. Like they've beat them four straight times this season, if you include the preseason, that the Lakers also put up a middle finger to the basketball gods by not taking seriously when they had three guys coming back from last season. They said, Oh, we only have three guys coming back from last season. First of all, at the time of the preseason or maybe it was during the preseason he got hurt, but THT was not available to start the season. So they had two dudes, granted it was LeBron James and Anthony Davis, only two dudes from last season's team, and they just laughed off the preseason. Oh, 0-6. Russ is like, I can turn the ball over as many times as I want. Whatever, it's preseason. It doesn't Mm. count. So that's what really got me all peeved about it, and that's why I wanted to talk about it tonight. Like Fans can go through all the hypotheticals that they want, and... I'm not saying AD shouldn't have the opinion that they would have won that series if he was healthy. Like, I want all these guys to have all the confidence in the world. But to be basically almost a year removed from that series and to, like, you know... I mean, he said that quote. Like, he's got to know, like, they're going to see that quote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, on the flip side, say say someone... Say, like, Tyler Hero. All right. Say Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Say so Jimmy Butler this year said something like about he was asked about the Lakers uh, NBA final series. And he said, like, you know, if Bam out of bio was fully healthy at that time, we would have won. We know that they know that. How pissed mm-hmm. would every single Lakers fan and every single Lakers writer be about that? Furious. They'd be very, yeah, they'd be pissed off, man. Naturally. They'd be pissed off. And, and the Lakers would be pissed off. And I guarantee the next Heat game. LeBron would be putting up 60 or some stupid shit. Mm. So I just want to say that uh, I don't think AD should be giving bulletin board material to the Suns. I don't think AD should be giving bulletin board material to anyone playing the Lakers, considering the Lakers need all the help they get to win any game. Mm-hmm. And I thought him saying the, the they know that part was a little disrespectful. And like I said, they've been saying F you to the basketball gods this entire year. And I just thought that was another little incidence of that. Yeah, I agree, man. It's the it's the culmination of their attitude. Dare I say their arrogance that um, they think that they think through the shit. Yeah, man. And like I do, like I always talk about appropriate fear. I do think you have to have an appropriate level of arrogance when you can you can back it up. But the problem is, which goes back to how they got into this mess is not realizing how you got there and you forget your way. And that's, if I had to pull a theme from the season, I feel like both the front office, well, three things, the front office, the coaching staff, um, and then down to the players, they forgot their way. They forgot how they got to where they were in 2020, even before the bubble, you know, we talked about before we got on. You know, the success they found during the regular season, not taking nights off. Like, rarely did that team take nights off, bro, and, like, drop no. games to teams that they – they dropped maybe, like, literally. All the years I watched the Lakers play, I'd never seen them not drop, like, games that you know you see a team drop, like, every now and then. Um, 
when you the look only at the times season, we were really disappointed the only times we were really disappointed in that season is when they were losing to literally like the best the best of the, of the best, best yeah and even that was like when they're losing when they're losing early in the season to the Bucks mm-hmm. and like to the Clippers yeah they did one thing in the game he was like man if they hadn't done that one thing would have had a higher chance of winning the next season was the same way once you you know you shake out the injuries and stuff but yeah I just think this whole year from every standpoint as you stated, it was just uh, uh just disrespectful to just the game. Ooh, the game in general. And B pretty much broke Walters, his back. Walt Walt just caught a highlight. Walt just <laughs> yeah. caught a highlight. And B pretty much <laughs> broke he broken in half, man. Oh, he's holding his back for real. But anywho, man, let's let's talk about winning time, man. Um this is why they got ESPN yeah, for seriously. people to watch this stuff. We've already burned too much time talking about the Lakers, but I, I just had to get that off my chest because it really irked me. It's And like you kind of were saying there, like it feels like they have no self-awareness. Like literally like they won the title and like all their self-awareness from the front office to the bottom to the equipment managers. They right. just forgot like they just did like they saw what won a championship and they like were like, yeah, but like was that really the way? Yeah, is that really, the way the, we should do this. Like, yeah, that is really the way you should do this. Yeah, they got the second. Um, what Pat Riley say? Speaking of winning time, the disease of me. They 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 all they yeah. all caught that, but not in the way that you would usually catch it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. But yeah, speaking of Pat Riley, man, and Jerry West, and all the and my Stephen A. Smith voice, and all the boys, um, talk a little <laughs> bit about winning time, man, and. Some of our favorite moments. That was a hell of an episode, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Uh, I just got done watching it right before we started recording this. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good episode. I kind of liked it more than the first episode. Um, but what were your like kind of initial thoughts on it? Uh, what like stuck out or stood out to you uh, storyline wise? And who would you say would be like uh, your MVP of the episode, um, character wise or even like the acting wise? Man, I did not need to uh first and foremost did not need to see Jerry West slapping skins to start that off. Um, but I mean it is what it is. We all grown, right? Um maybe... Look, it's HBO. <laughs> Man There's gonna be what? some sacks. I know. Winning time, the euphoria edition. That's what I got last night. But we, uh... look, we already got <laughs> you 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 shouldn't forget the first episode within the first like six minutes we were looking at John C. Riley's ass. What and why? While he was having an orgy, apparently. So I mean, yeah, what, <laughs> with, with what a bunch of with a bunch of playmates. Yeah, and some coke. I was like, okay, we we doing that? All right, we doing it then. <laughs> we really out here, man. Um, but MVP, I, Quincy Isaiah, man, which I'm pretty sure we're gonna get into that scene in a little bit more depth. But oh man, the I guess they they seem to want to flesh out his character, playing actually playing basketball a lot and being an asshole while he playing. Yeah. Um, but that whole scene was like, I mean, what do you do, bro? What do you do? I love basketball more than anything in the world. If somebody who my wife had a crush on was like, I'm going to play you for <laughs> one-on-one, and they actually approach, I, I got to sign and the mortgage over, bro. And this is like and this is like a dude in your hometown who was probably like, what, at this point, uh, three months removed from being a national championship of NCAA? in like in like the most popular basketball game like of all time (laughs) collegiate sports up to that point he just comes in there and busts your ass yeah no 
not gonna be happy. That's tough, man. And and you're and you're a church guy. Like you gotta like you know, yeah, keep your uh, keep your morals going while you know magic is drib- dribbling in front of your face, talking about how much he's had, how much sex he's had with his girl. <laughs> he said he had a soul, bro. I, nah, man. I would have <laughs> said nah, nah, man. We game over, dude. Man. That's what. That that was exactly the line where he's like, or he says something like, "Oh, I'm interested in her soul." And then uh, Magic just goes, "Yeah, I fucked that too." <laughs> yeah, man, I, I challenge like, you to a duel. I would have slapped him there. <laughs> and or I was gonna say that's definitely that like sequence, um, him pulling up in the. Uh, I'm assuming that was one of the Mercedes that the. I don't think did we get a name for that girl? <laughs> did we get a name for the girl that he was? He was uh, having sex with his car. I feel like we didn't, but maybe I don't I'm think wrong. We did either, bro. I don't, hey, maybe I don't, she. I, don't I, I, don't, I I gotta assume she's not an integral part of uh, this story. Uh, we're not gonna have a conversation about to say. on the show's treatment of women <laughs> at this point, right? Hey, it's not the show. It's it's the real life people. Uh, hey. We can get more into that on uh, who's the most pissed after this week's episode. More on that later. But yeah, I thought Quincy Isaiah was really good. Uh, Thought he got to do a little bit more um, kind of nuanced acting than he did in the first episode. I feel like it was uh, a whole lot of just smiling, typical Magic Johnson in the first episode, other than when Norm Nixon was busting his ass. Um, <laughs> actually, now that I think about it, it was a nice little parallel between the two episodes. I know, uh, right? <clears throat> and um, yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. I loved all the parts with him and his mom. Thought it was really interesting. His mom just, you know, being kind of a jerk to him straight mm-hmm. to his face. And then like, she's off in the corner of the room. She's like, Oh, I love magic. I love magic so much. Isn't he so great? Like, <laughs> honestly, that's, that's honestly gotta be the most annoying thing to, yeah. or not the most annoying thing to deal with, uh, as a son or daughter, but like your parents giving it to you in private and then in public, they're all nicey, nice. That's yeah, the worst. And hey, we all been there, that's right? The worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, uh, I love. Were that was that his two brothers that was giving him the business pitches? I think so, man. And uh, I think that, I think I, they said something like something Johnson on the captions. I was like, oh, these are his two brothers giving him. What were they? It was basically like a snow cone they were pitching, wasn't yeah, it? I was like, okay, so this is a. I'm gonna keep my eye on that. You know what they call that when you when they put something in a show or a movie, a red herring, or is it the option? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay, this this is gonna mean something later on down the line. I know it is. So, um, yeah, I guess I guess uh, they wanted to definitely give them some shine. We all know Magic Johnson, big businessman, man. How you think he built that empire? Mm-hmm. You think he dribbled the old round ball his whole life? Nah, Magic Johnson had his hand in many pockets. So, I guess that's the start of that, man. So, um, I wasn't even I, think, was cool. I wasn't even thinking about that aspect of it. I was just mm-hmm. thinking it was funny, but that is a good point. Um, I think I was hearing uh, Shaq on a podcast the other day, and I'm sure he said this many times before, but he was talking about how magic kind of like pulled him to the side once. It was like giving him like, you know, like, Hey, you need to like do some stuff off the floor too. uh, So you can get that money for life. not just for, you know, this little bit of career that you have. Not these Um, 50 million you making from uh, playing basketball. And and, and Shaq (laughs) took that, took that advice and said, I'm never saying no to a deal ever, (laughs) ever. The general, the general insurance. Let's get this bag. Let's Shaq would sell bag. a nuclear bomb if you wrote the script right. Pop, Papa John said, "Papa John said what on a conference call? I'm in. Yeah, board oh, of directors, yeah. I'm in. The big Shackaroni. 
<laughs> hey, um, job down, man. But yeah, like you said, uh, before we even got to the title sequence of the show, we were watching Jerry West have sex, which was very <laughs> unfortunate. It just rose out <laughs> the tongue, very, man. I just don't know. Very unfortunate. But I yeah. thought um, I actually really enjoyed like Jason Clark playing him mm-hmm. uh, in this episode. Uh, I felt like everyone who freaked the hell out about Jerry West's portrayal in the first episode can take a breather and realize that uh, television uh, seasons involve multiple episodes mm-hmm. with uh, a thing called uh, story arcs. And I felt like we got like a more grounded, realistic look at Jerry, like uh, just being depressed. Uh, the scene with Bill Sharman Char- uh, coming in and <laughs> Jerry's is that Jerry's girlfriend or wife? I'm not even sure. I don't know too much about Jerry's personal life until the show, to be completely honest. Same. Uh, but his wife, his wife said like uh, when she was pulled up to the door and she just said like, like, fuck you, Bill to Bill. And then, uh, <laughs> she's like, Jerry. And then Jerry's little voice comes up. Yeah, fuck you, Bill. <laughs> that killed me. Yeah, um, but I thought that was really good. And obviously the way the episode ended with uh, Jerry putting in his resignation and uh, ruining, ruining Jerry Buss's plans right as they were about to take off uh, after he had the episode long standoff with uh god what's the oh god i gotta look him up who's the actor from the shield that plays red arbrock i don't know oh, uh, michael chiklis michael chiklis who's uh the, he was he was in like those jerry west flashbacks in that uh first episode but other than that he i don't think he got any words yeah. in uh that first episode but he was like a huge part of this episode i thought he was really good um mm-hmm. really made me wish the lakers celtics rivalry rivalry was back because that or I think even Jerry Buss has a fourth wall breaking moment where he's like, "Oh man, Celtics, evil Celtics, hate them, hate them." Yeah, I love um, that man. I love the background they gave. Background on Jerry West was good as far as the like you said, it's a dramatic dramatization, and then you get the mm-hmm. background of you know what very well could have led him up to these moments in his life. Um, you know, as we see it today, then Red Arbaugh and. You know, Jerry Buss kind of having that that rivalry. That that was good, man. I loved it, bro. They did a good job. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of wondering how this episode would start, considering the first episode started with basically Magic coming off of finding out uh, he had the HIV virus. Mm -hmm. And then this episode started off with just as uh, depressing and uh, dramatic of a situation with young Jerry West in West Virginia and his dad, who just seems like the best guy ever. Um, Obviously joking. (laughs) Uh, Seemed like the worst guy ever. And obviously uh, it's been well documented that Jerry's, like I said, had a lot, a lot of years of depression and, you know, kind of stems from uh, upbringing usually. And obviously his upbringing did not seem too fun. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like that there. It kind of seems like they're probably just going to have depressing cold opens every single time. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that, you know, like contrast with the rest of the show, which is so, you know, bubbly and fun and hilarious. Uh, John C. Riley cracking one liners left and right. Uh, <laughs> but they're, they seem like they're going to start with this, these really depressive moments. Uh, just kind of reminds you, like, yeah, this is all glitz and glamour and everything. But, Basically, all these people and all these storylines have underlying really sad storylines. Um, so that seems like a really cool thing they're going to do. And I'm sure at some point we're going to get like 
young Jerry Buss, kind of what he was talking about in that fourth wall breaking moment about uh, being in Wyoming. So very excited to see what they kind of do uh, moving forward for those like beginning episodes. And then shout out, uh, shout out Jonah Hill. Hey, who directed that. Episode. Stamped. Stamped in. Really 100%. good. Oh, and then, oh, and then one last thought on Jerry West. I love the part early on where after he got done uh, <laughs> having sex with that girl, uh, where she kind of picked the confetti out of her hair and was like, oh, were you at a party before this? Of course, he, it was just winning the championship like three hours before that. And then he kind of looked at it and was like, I've been looking for this my entire life. Yeah. Love that line. Bro. Love that line. And then it kind nice of falls to the ground. So nice. Touch, Shout out Jonah Hill. Man. Yeah, man. Jonah Hill. And you got some, uh, get the people to nugget about Jonah Hill and why him directing this episode is so special, bro. Uh, what part? Just him being a Lakers fan? That and he was supposed to star in this, right? Was he? I No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think. Ah, no, you know what? I am mixing up my entertainment. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, and then I was thinking about him supposed to be starring in the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now that, or you remember when Kobe passed and uh, Jonah Hill kind of had that, you know, that one infamous, like, it became like a meme over the years of Jonah Hill sitting next to Kobe courtside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember the story, but Hill Jonah Hill had like you know he posted that picture, and it's mm-hmm. just a hilarious picture just to begin with. Uh, <laughs> very reminiscent of uh, that video, of Chris Rock like joking around with Kobe during like the NBA Finals, where Kobe didn't want want to hear none of it. Um, but yeah, he definitely seems like a fan. Uh, other than that classic pic that I saw Harrison Fagan tweet of him <laughs> in the sun jersey looking fresh oh, walking man. down the street. My boy was enjoying a nice brisk walk. <laughs> Aaron Aaron out the pits. Mm-hmm. Dressed <laughs> to the nines. Shout out but to Hill, going back to Going back to my comments earlier, he needs to burn that jersey if he still yeah. has it. Um, Facts. But moving on, uh, one we didn't do this last week, obviously, because it was the first episode, but who would you say is your most improved player, uh, whether that's literally one of the players in the show or if it's one of the actors? Um, who would you kind of like more in this one than the previous episode? Hmm, who would I like more in this episode versus the previous episode? Let me see. It was kind of centered on uh, just a few people. Um, yeah. I would definitely say Cookie Johnson respectable lady yeah she was uh she was good she was definitely good as far as the you know she had the the one scene in the first one when she kind of gave like magic johnson the um like the ultimatum, ultimatum. yeah like hey you yeah. get your shit together i'm out of here uh he was like cookie cookie <laughs> but yeah she uh i, I love like everything they did with her and you know her imagined relationship as far as him becoming an NBA player and then moving on from her and her having a relationship with um, the shoe show owner. I guess that's, that's his name. Brian, right? That was his name. Yeah. Um, Brian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. That was just, uh, that was just delicious. I ain't gonna lie. She was, she, she, she did her thing, man. Yeah. Um, I honestly wouldn't be uh, against like more. I don't know how, much they're going to dive into just magic and cookies relationship. 
Um, who knows if this is like the last time they kind of explore it uh, in the season or whatnot. But uh, really interesting relationship. And I thought their dialogue together was really good. Uh, and I thought all the writing in this episode was really good. They had some great one-liners, some of which I wrote down uh, that I definitely want to read. Some of them very inappropriate, but were just cracking me up. Uh, yeah, she was really good. I guess I kind of already talked about Jason Clark as Jerry West. I thought he was really good in this episode. Um, just showing off that more kind of subtle depression side of Jerry West than like the cartoonish screaming and yelling and breaking things. He got to, he got to fix his trophy in this episode, uh, mm-hmm. before putting in his little resignation. Um, yeah, really like them really liked, uh, Gabby Hoffman who plays Claire Rothman. Um, it's a mouthful by the way. I've said that a couple times to my girlfriend, yeah. Claire, get yeah, Gabby. Hoffman. Abby Hoffman. Claire Rothman. Mixing it up. Uh, I thought her uh, performance was good, really good and her and uh, Jeannie Buss' relationship is going to be cool to watch mm. uh, for the rest of the season. Jeannie Buss kind of getting in like, hey, maybe we can... It's like so funny to look back and have them be like, maybe we should like do concerts all the time in this arena. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like watching. I'm like, wow. yeah, no shit. Exactly. What a noble <laughs> concept. <laughs> got that stupid idiot talking about like a church group or whatever inside yeah. uh Come yeah that was funny there was a few there was a few terrible business pitches in this episode now Man, that i think was about it? it um just a few of them but uh i guess uh i was gonna say i've got some one-liners that i wrote down here i guess we can move on to what was like your favorite quote um favorite part favorite scene uh in this uh second episode oh my favorite scene was of course magic johnson Looking into the camera and basically like, let's run the tape back, and just, just <laughs> taking uh Brian to town while also telling him about how many times he boned his girlfriend. Like, <laughs> bruh, I was like, that's some cold shit, man. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. Yes, I would. Yeah, um, that was um that was definitely my favorite part as well. Yeah, but was, I could talk about tomorrow. But go on. What a scene, bruh. It's just the whole the scene of him kind of you know doing basketball stuff to him and then the like the breaking the fourth wall and the pan into the camera the cookie oh and that's tamara tomakili i think i think that's how you pronounce her name who plays cookie, who so plays shout cookie? Out to her. yeah but the pan in the camera to her and her being like uncomfortable and awkward while also like worrying about her boyfriend but at the same time you can tell her heart you know still belong to the magic like all of that yeah. was like I loved it, bro. I loved every single moment. And I love that he went out there in, in full dress to the knives, bro, with a collar shirt on, jeans, and still. That shirt was fire. Man, what? I <laughs> love some 70s collar shirts, bro. I don't know what it is. They <laughs> cut so well. But uh yeah, I thought I thought all that was well put together. That's shout out to uh, to them for that too, for setting the scene. Like the I know a lot of people don't like the the actual way that it's shot with the grainy camera. I like that, man. It's a nice touch. I like you, that a lot, you know, yeah. You, you add the costume and the backgrounds on to it. It just makes for – it push, really puts you in the element. You know what I mean? The shaggy yeah, hair and all that stuff, man. Honestly, in the in the first episode, I was kind of getting annoyed when they'd go back to Lansing, Michigan. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, all right, let's get back to L.A. Let's get back <laughs> to the action at it. That. But uh, – but like this episode, I was kind of liking the part the parts in Michigan way more than like the parts in LA. Um, I kind of just remembered it, but the part where 
I think they kind of talked about Magic getting his nickname Magic briefly oh, yeah. in the first episode. But then, yeah, they had like the kind of longer scene uh, before he asked his dad. I think he asked his dad if he's a good man or not. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a good question after your actions this entire episode, Mr. Urban. But uh, but yeah, kind of like the little montage flashback of like how he got the magic name. And uh, he kind of like said it begrudgingly, like, yeah, I guess guess that's going to be my name now or like whatever like that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I don't know too much in real life, like how he feels about the name or felt like or felt like the origins of the name and how he got it um, kind of seems bullshit on how the reporters kind of like <laughs> stuck it on him. Uh, or at least that's the way they portrayed it in the show. But yeah, man, here. All right. Are you ready for me to read off some of these quotes I wrote down? Let's get it, bro. All right. Well, one, the one I already said about Jerry West saying, I've been looking for this in my entire life while staring at the little piece of confetti. Uh, but obviously you could tell he was still not happy. Uh, and that's what I've learned from Jeff Perlman doing podcasts and hearing people talk about Jerry West. He was not very happy ever um let's see what else oh not really a quote but did you catch gary vd i did man which uh i you can, did I can you... tell me who who i know he played uh like a scout trainer right so he was it was um it was right after the title sequence when all the lakers guys were in the room talking about like the draft i think or free agency or both uh-huh um and gary vd had like a really curly wig on and they kind of showed him a couple times. He uh-huh. was in the middle of two guys in the shots, but it was very quick shots. And it was just him. Literally, like, you'll go back and look at him and be like, oh, my God, how did I not see? And he <laughs> has, like, the fakest looking, seven, most 70s looking, uh, just curly-headed wig on. Uh, and it's so funny once I saw it. But little side story, uh, I think Walt knows the story of, like, Gary Vee saying he kind of stopped working on the show because he was pissed on oh, how yeah, they yeah, were yeah. – uh, how they are portraying Jerry West. So mm-hmm. kind of think that's going to be the last time we see him on the show, but yeah, he was in the uh, episode. All right, here's, here's my favorite quote, most inappropriate quote of the entire episode, believe it or not. Uh, it was when Jerry bus bus was walking in the owner's meeting. Uh, he's first of all, also note, he's got David Stern uh, right by his side, talking to him. And I loved where they kind of said David Stern and then ran underneath the name and said visionary. Love that. Uh, but he King. just ran. It was like kind of like they were kind of, you know, changing shots and moving around. And then he's introducing himself to the owners. And he says, just randomly, you ever have a blowjob with champagne? Oh, yeah. You're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. And I just started busting out laughing. Yeah. I could yeah, not believe he said that. that and I've never, <laughs> never heard. It. And then right after that, uh, David Stern's kind of still talking to him and I think Jerry Buss is like oh like where's Red Arbach I gotta talk to him or whatever and then uh, David Stern goes oh the Pope just follow the white smoke <laughs> yes love that line and, and then it like... just pans to like him just covered in cigar smoke as he always was well you talking about um, setting the scene <laughs> yeah scene. and uh, oh I got down here I mean we already talked about it, but it's just magic big timing Brian even in the first scene that Brian was in where they're like doing the, uh, did you see that clip the other day of LeBron and Kyrie's first, after their first game against each other when Kyrie was on the Celtics? 
Oh yeah, the trying to big each other. Where they're slap, where they're like slapping good each game. other on the head. Oh, you That's, had a good. Game. And there was that literally. There a was game. a one point where Magic like said like something to Brian. He took his big ass hand and like patted him on the chest. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, signed him. He kind of said like, "Oh, congratulations on the draft. Oh, congratulations on becoming manager." I'm I like, know, All right? right, Magic, you're being a jerk. You're a big jerk. Um, uh, the last. Uh, I hope we, well, I mean, I know we're going to get more, uh, Kareem later on in the season. Uh, definitely haven't got too much of him so far other than the first hey, episode. Say, but the, the little way we got telling the kid to fuck off yes. it's been <laughs> and telling, and telling Norm, telling Norm to fuck off, get out of his trailer. Oh, want to uh, add a line in there but, too. Uh, Jerry West. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Alaykum Salam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh but then before that I wrote down. Uh, talk about how he was going to make magic the four and he was going to eat all those elbows oh, that yeah. Kareem's been taking for years. And he said, I'm going to feed him so much steak and gun, oh, yeah. he'll crap the happy out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, dude, I heard he that. Is, I was like, bro. oh man, that is a bar right there. Yeah, that buddy. line, that was, that was my, probably my favorite line. And then, of course, the blowjob champagne line was great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, random little scene, but Jerry Buss and his mom had a few good lines to each other where she was like, he kind of said something about like, oh, like her holding power over him. And then she looked at the camera and was like, yeah, it's because I know where the bodies are buried. And then he turned mm-hmm. around, yeah, because she buried him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love that. Um, and then kind of lastly, who's pissed after this week's episode? I'm sure Jerry West is still pissed and everyone who loves Jerry West is still pissed. Uh, but uh, I mean, I know he didn't watch it. I don't. Well, who knows? But Magic would definitely be furious about this episode. I feel mm. like Magic doesn't like getting painted in bad lights. Yeah. Not that he was painted in a terrible light in this one, but he kind of was. I mean, he was. He was talking about how much he loved Cookie. And the next scene was having sex with a girl in a car. Uh, obviously, making it known to her that he's uh, not really interested in a relationship. That's me putting it uh, nicely. Um, and then yeah, just going to the park and playing basketball and telling a guy how much he used to have sex with his current girlfriend. Mm. Not not the nicest things in the world. Yeah. Uh, would you agree that he's probably the most pissed after this episode? Or uh, I went with Cookie Johnson, else? man. I, yeah, that's uh, true. Hey, you're snatching the, the well, it's been a long, long time. You, you tearing the uh the healed skin off the wound, man. You, you took a razor blade and said, "Let me open that wound up." But yeah, man, I was like, man, just yeah, bad, just bad memories. You know what I mean? Um, like, yeah, man, what like 40, 40 years since since all this happened? Yeah, pretty sure they was like, yeah, we moved on. Uh, and of course, we don't really know if this thing happened, but I mean, the source of it had to come from somewhere. So, uh, and with Magic Johnson basically going on record, like you know, I, I'd not like I'll give it a try or. It have it has not even been the the Jerry West defense that we seen, you know, last week. Magic Johnson was just flat out like, I'm not looking forward to that show. <laughs> and that was that. So when you think about all of that, and, bro, yeah, that, that household and while he's frigid. <laughs> and while he was saying that, like I can't remember what article it was, but it was like, Yeah, I'm not watching that. And then he kinda I feel like he kinda like slyly was like yeah, but I'll, I will be watching my documentary coming out on <laughs> Apple Plus. And, 
thing a month. Also, also, you should check out Genie Bus's Lakers documentary that's going to come out on Hulu later this year. Like, all right, all right. Oh, but we just wanted to know if you're watching the show. We don't need to hear your self promos. Actually, um, I checked the dates. I'm pretty sure Magic's documentary is going to be coming out like as the show is like right. still in the middle of airing. Um, which should be interesting in terms of like what's going on in the show, what is being shown in Magic's documentary. So oh, I don't know. Man. I was I was seeing I was seeing the timing of all that. I was like, oh, that'll be interesting. That's gonna be a treat also, for us, bro. And yeah, I know. I was gonna say, um, but yeah, I, I I mean, I don't think Magic will ever tweet about the show. Um, I don't think he'll ever address it again. And if anyone asks, like I said, he'll just go into going to his promos for his his investor projects Mm -hmm. um but yeah any any further thoughts on the show or what you're kind of excited about uh moving forward like i said i'm kind of i'm kind of or it kind of seems like they're focusing on one certain person each episode i felt like the first episode was like just kind of focus on jerry bus and this one was kind of shredding the line between magic and jerry west uh but i'm looking forward to like some more cream focused stuff uh what about you um i'm looking forward to the post norm nick well the build up to norm nixon being traded and then the uh onward and upward from there because as wild as it's been thus far we know there are wilder things ahead we only got yeah, a here, taste of it. Walt, Walt gave me a preview of what's uh, to come in regards to Jerry West and Norm Nixon. And uh, I'd never heard it before. And I was <sighs> shocked. And I don't really know. And Ooh, I, I, I need and, that. I mean, I, need I that. don't think we... Do you know if it's in the book or not? I don't think it's in the book. You not don't think I, it's in the book? Or some variation of like that has to be in the book. i tell you what. You we sent get, me we, that. We, we need that to do our... We need to do our homework. I think we need, I know to, do we our need to do our homework. We, we, That's we, why we can't we'll have the big man Jeff on. We, yeah. we ain't done our homework. Yeah, man. Jeff, um, send us a book. I'm going to ask him to send us a book. <laughs> now nah, I ask him to I will definitely, a I'll buy a book. I will definitely be reading the his Three Ring Circus book before they do that. I'm sure there are, there's already reports that they're cooking up a Kobe Shack show, but I know they will. I'm sure they will. And when before they do, I will definitely be reading that one because I know there's plenty of just tantalizing details in that one uh, as there is in his Showtime book. Um, yeah. All right. We didn't even talk about the Norm Nixon's one little scene where Jerry West is like, like I love Storm and Norm Nixon. And then it cut to him in practice. <laughs> Storm and Norm Nixon. What kind of name is that? <laughs> or just like, or just like the niceties he was saying in Norm's face. So then it cut to like practice. It was like, Norm, you suck. <laughs> just like Basically. stuff like that. That was killing me. Um, Hey, it lends but me yeah. to believe we're building up to it. We're I know. I, uh, right when they kind of started the scene, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Walt, Walt's ears were perked up when they started this scene. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's so weird that they're just doing, like, a serialized show on the Lakers. Like, I keep, like, I keep forgetting, like, this is, like, a drama scripted television show, and it's like, they're planting seeds for payoffs like later down the later down the line. Um and yeah, maybe that scene was a little seed planted. Not maybe. It's it's gotta be. Um 
let me ask you something. Yeah, man. Yeah, go ahead. Before we close for tonight. What would be the if you had to pick another team to get a similar, you know, same style, um, everything you're seeing? What what's another team that you would uh you would like to see them do this kind of show about? That's tough. I mean, the Lakers are the most drama filled team of all time. Um, I'd probably go. I'm gonna flip it a little bit. I'd probably go LeBron. Mm. specifically like say a 10 year run from 06 to 2016 i like it okay kind of about because when when did he first win his uh when did he win his first mvp was it 06 07 so yeah i think so i don't know i was so kind of from that going into like you know him he gotta go heatles uh the comic sans yeah, I definitely want to focus on the heels a little bit. Uh, kind of like, you know, the internal, like, initial Eric Spolstra trying to push him out kind of stuff. Um, how it all ended with, I can't remember what was that Pat Riley quote that was like, you heard it, like, in the summer of 2014. You're like, ha, LeBron's oh, yeah. gone. LeBron's definitely gone. Run. Uh, and then just kind of like, you know, Dan Gilbert could be a hilarious character that they kind of just make fun of the entire time. Uh, and then obviously ah. ending with like him him winning in 2016. They you get some Draymond content out of the out of the latter half of the season. Get some Steph stuff. Um, yeah. You get to go to that. They, they'll show that lab there. that they they built Steph and LeBron in. They they might give us some footage of that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, get some. Never mind. I was gonna say some HGH, but I'll I'll just stop there. But yeah, no that that would definitely be the most interesting thing to me but lord knows lebron's got like so many copyrights and and trademarks and shit down pat that no one could ever make a show about him without getting his name on it or something like that like there's no chance yeah he gave it all to ryan coogler already so (laughs) i was gonna (laughs) say if anyone's getting it it's ryan coogler yeah um what about you you have anything in mind Mm, if i had to pick a i didn't want to say the celtics because fuck them yeah who had some wild times? Pacers. Larry Pacers? Bird years. Yep. Mm. Larry Bird years when he took okay. over. Finals run. Um, Larry Bird wasn't there with um or was he there for Malice? He was coach. No, that was uh what's his name, right? Um Was he a coach or was he like executive. GM at this time? I think he was an executive by then. It might have yeah. been what's his name? Larry Brown was coaching him, right? Why is Larry Brown oh, in my God. head? Or is it Jim O'Brien? Or no. Was he coaching Who the Pistons? It? Pacers. I thought I thought Larry, Larry Brown, Brown was coaching the Pistons. He coached the yeah, he coached the Pistons. Who coached the Pacers? But he was, he was coaching that game. He, yeah, he that's why he's I in my know. mind. I, I know I see him yeah. in my mind because he got on the microphone. It was like, calm down, I, everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> Larry Brown, people are dying, man. <laughs> Larry Brown, Robert Tell's got someone in the chokehold over there. Yes, man. You can't tell you can't get him to calm down at this point. <sighs> there is someone that's like prominent. Yeah, it, it's it's bro, it's way. It wasn't Carlisle, was it? It was Carlisle. Yeah. Because yep. he was Larry there because he's back with them, obviously. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Dang. Man, that's crazy. Carlisle Carlisle's had a crazy career. Right. Um in the middle of history. Honestly, speaking of the Mavericks, having a show with some 
uh, a characterization of Mark Cuban would also be very funny. Uh, but besides that, um, I think that'll do it for us, right? That'll do, man. It was a, a great, we got it out of just a day later, you know, because we had some business to tend to, AKA watching the Lakers get their uh, faces beat in, but it was all worth <laughs> it though, man. Um, next week, barring any changes or anything, we, it's not a game on Monday, on Sunday night next week, is it? I feel like it is. I'm looking at my calendar. Nah, no, no, I'm pretty sure next week the Lakers don't play on Sunday. So okay. almost assuredly we'll be releasing uh, the recap of episode three Monday morning, just as we did for episode one. Uh, but yeah, decided to watch the Lakers get their ass beat Sunday night instead of watching this episode and recapping it. We will not make that same mistake again. Uh, by the next time the Lakers have another game on Sunday, I will probably be super out uh, on them. And just a little inside baseball for everyone. We're recording this right now. It is uh, 7.30 Pacific time, if I'm doing my time zones correctly. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen this already, Walt, but it looks like LeBron's going to play. So are you happy? Uh, yeah, I picked my, I picked the under, man, 15 and a half. So. Well, Walt's happy for his betting. I was, I was kind of asking more just, you know, to watch LeBron and the Lakers play, but I, that was obviously be me being sarcastic because mm-hmm. – there's not too much happiness going on in regards to watching the Lakers team play. Anyways, we will be back next week. Like I said, next episode will come out Monday morning, uh, the day after the third episode of Winning Time comes out. It's been a blast so far. Really looking forward to watching the final seven episodes, full 10-episode season. Uh, we will be back then for me and Walt. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see you then. Signing out. Peace out, man. Appreciate you, brother.